Throughout this week we've been following Jesus' journey as he went from Palm Sunday onwards and today we arrive at Golgotha. The reading is from Matthew 22, 32-56. As they went out they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. And then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel, let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And at about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sepactani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. During this devotional, I really want to concentrate on what we know about the place of the crucifixion, what we know about Golgotha. We all have ideas, I'm sure, in our head of how we picture the scene, the hill, the crosses, where Jesus and those thieves were crucified, the crowd standing round, the, the friends, the women, the soldiers, those mocking. We, we, we have a vision of how that looks. I want to look at what we actually know. You may know that G, where the place where Jesus was crucified better by its Latin name, Calvary. 
but Golgotha and Calvary are the same word and they mean simply place of a skull. And there's lots of people who have lots of different ideas about what this means. There are scholars who say that it was a place in Jewish myth where Adam's skull was buried. There are others who believe it is a hill that when the sun casts a shadow over it, it resembles a skull. And there is a hill like this in the area. But most simply believe it's called that because it was a place of execution. So the one thing that we do know for certain about Golgotha is that it's outside of the city walls. And that is really important. Being outside of the city was vital for Jesus to fulfil all of God's holy law and also to bring us to himself. You see, Jesus went out of the city to identify with us and he identifies us in so many ways because he left the city. And the first thing that I want to mention of the few I'll be able to get through in the time is that he wanted to identify with our uncleanness due to sin. In Jewish law, if you'd sinned, you became unclean. And those who were unclean had to be separated from the people of God until they had paid a sin offering offered to God by the priest to pay the price for their sin. And the animal would be sacrificed at the altar in the temple and then its body, its carcass, would be removed from the city and disposed of outside of the city wall. And Hebrews, the end of the book of Hebrews, tells us that this is what Jesus was doing when he left the city to be crucified. He was becoming our sin offering that would be left outside of the city so that we could be restored to God and he could overcome our uncleanness. The second thing is that Jesus was identifying with those of us who are sick. People who were sick in those times were also separated from the people of God, especially those with contagious diseases who would be put out of the city and were unclean. And they had to call out that they were unclean if they came near anyone so they could back away. Jesus relates to those of us who are sick by leaving the city, going outside of the walls, where he goes to the cross and he deals with our sickness. Isaiah 53 says this, it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. So he paid for our sin, he dealt with our sickness, but more than that, more than becoming the sin offering, he also became our scapegoat, because he left the city. Once a year God had instigated the Day of Atonement, a, year, a day where the priest was to make atonement for the people of God and he would take two goats. One would be killed as a sin offering and the other, the scapegoat, was sent out of the city after the priest had laid hands on it and 
placed metaphorically the people's sins on that goat. So the first goat paid the price of the sin by becoming a sin offering, whereas the second one showed the separation of our sin from us as the goat was pushed out of the city and went to wander in the wilderness. And Jesus took on both of these roles. He paid the price and he created the separation. In 2 Corinthians it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In Colossians 2, we f he forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. There is so much we can talk about the cross, about what Jesus did at Golgotha. There are many more reasons why it needed to be outside of the city. But what Jesus did there was overcome all of our uncleanness, all of the things that separate us from him and brought us near. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that by leaving the city of God and going to the cross, you overcame all of our uncleanness. You paid the price for our sin. You overcame our sickness and given us a way to healing. Thank you that you have separated all that divides us from you and you left the city of God, the place of God, so that we can draw near. Jesus, thank you for Golgotha. Amen.